Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our episode today. Uh, It's episode 101. I just love that we are in the three (laughs) digits, triple digits. So uh, today, this episode is called Beneath the Clouds. And we're going to try and break through and get to some sunshine here. Yes. Um, But a lot of us are kind of feeling a little, you know, just not in our best moods lately, um, given what's going on. But um, so we decided that we're going to kind of try and be uplifting today. Yeah. So we're drinking Beneath the Clouds, which is a 100% Chardonnay from the Oak Valley Winery in Elgin, South Africa. Mm -hmm. And it's a 2018. And Jamie's going to go ahead and pop this sucker. Um, yeah. And yeah, we actually got this at a wine tasting. We did. So it's going to crack. Oh, that, ah. was, that was like nothing. <laughs> so easy. But it's 13.52% ABV. Okay. Let's <sighs> cheers once you got that poured. I just made like the most breath, like, <sighs> like <sighs> super happy for a Chardonnay. Like, can we just talk about that for a minute? Well, you've had it. So you know you like it. <laughs> That's true. That's part of it too. Hopefully I still like it, right? That's that's the ticket. All right, cheers. Cheers. All right, excellent. It is like bright yellow. It's not gold. It's can you see this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's like vibrant, man. It's like the sun. It's like the sun that we're it's like perfect. To- like I'm just gonna shove it up in that sky and oh, it's so bright. It definitely has been out of the fridge for too long. <laughs> It's so citrusy. It's so tart. It's very acidic. It does not have a creamy mouthfeel. So I'm like, this you is know, why like, you like that. This yeah. is my, this is why I dig it. I remember leaving that tasting and I was like, I'm buying a Chardonnay. What? Yeah. And it was like $21, which is not bad. No. Um, South African wine in general is usually more affordable for more, for good quality wine. Yeah. Well, that's, what's interesting is that apparently, I mean, South Africa has been making wine for a long ass time, Mm -hmm. but it actually, it was more geared towards quantity and not quality. And then Mm -hmm. they had the whole like phylloxera situation happen and apartheid. And so that kind of killed things a little bit. So it's been a more recent shift to be much more focused on quality. And I think that's what we're seeing just because like exporting is you know, we tend to drink a lot of wine here in the States. We're like one of the top consumers of wine. Um, so we're probably only going to get stuff that is going to appeal to our market and that is high quality. Yeah. And the yeah. really cool thing is that we did meet the winemaker for this one and he was traveling around the States. So, That's right. you know, he was a really down to earth guy and like I enjoyed talking to him and, you know, I've been to South Africa once but he was all about like if you come back you know then let us know and we'll take you through a tour and he had like farms and things like that so yeah um yeah I thought it was a great experience so what else about Oak Valley Winery so yeah it had they have cattle and fruits and orchards and I remember him talking to us about all of that They've got like everything. It's like a one-stop shop. So they have like a hotel, they have a restaurant, they have like you just said, they have flowers, orchards, cattle. They have they sell their meat. It really is kind of amazing, but this is a specific winery that dates back to uh, just about 1900. So wow. So it was founded in 1898 by Sir Antoine 
Vilhoen. I'm just, I'm going to assume that that is correct. And what's interesting is that it's still like been passed down within that family. I was on their website looking at some other marketing materials that they have sort of about everything that they offer. And the people who put that together still have that Vilhoen last name. So we are, I, it's just passed down and passed down by generation. I love that. I think yeah. that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, especially because we're going like over a hundred and, you know, 20 years strong, right? Yeah. Um, so he was a doctor from Edinburgh in Scotland and he was a senator in the parliament down um, in the Cape of South mm. Africa. But he was really into farming and actually planted some of the first apple orchards within Elgin Valley. And so Elgin, it's spelled like Elgin, but Elgin is located, it's just east of Cape Town. So uh, it is still a distance from actual Cape Town, the city itself. At any rate, so it's like it's nestled way down there in South Africa in the Western Cape, which is the geographical unit that this area is located in. And yeah, so Apple industry is one of the backbones of the entire region today, which I thought was really interesting because you got apples, you got grapes, and actually they grow pears there too. Oh, yummy. Yeah. So I like me some good pears. I'm more of an apple kind of chick. Well, then you, then that's the place for you too. Yes. Apples oh, and God. pears. We could have both. And if you go on their website, they have like this cool it reminds me of Harry Potter, like when I've been watching the Harry Potter films. <laughs> it's just, if you watch like the video that runs through their homepage, it is just so interesting. The little tidbits and yeah. the pictures that they took are incredible. This apple that is on there is just so delicious. And you're like, I just want to pluck that through my computer screen and just start eating it. It looks so, so amazing. Like it's really crispy, like that yes. crispy crunch. Oh, and there's yeah. like dew, like there's like dew on it. And so, oh my God, yeah. it just, it's very appetizing. It's almost like Snow White's poison apple, but like without the poison. Hopefully, yes. <laughs> I don't mean to imply that they have poisoned their Oh my goodness. Other cool thing about the Oak Valley Winery, all of their labels are hand-drawn. They're very beautiful and very- They are like, very kind beautiful. Of dark and mystical looking, uh, which also fits very well into our topic today. Um, So what about this cape doctor? What is that about? Oh, yes. So, okay. So let me read this to you because the back of the bottle says, the Southeaster, known locally as the cape doctor, is our prevailing wind in summer. In Algan, the cape doctor blows cold sea air over the vineyards. Now, this is coming from like Antarctica. It's cold currents. And blankets the valley under cloud and fog. These clouds lower our daytime temperatures and slow the ripening of the Chardonnay grapes, leading to better flavor development. Herein lies the magic of beneath the clouds. It reminds me of the Mistral in France. Yeah, that is exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, very cool. Stunning label. Great winemaker. Great story. And really good wine. So what's interesting about this is that I said on the, on the palate, it's very crisp. It's very acidic. It's zippy. It's vibrant. It's zesty. When it comes to the, Oh, thanks. But when it comes to the actual like aromas in the glass, it actually has like a weird, almost creamy texture, like milky um, scent to it. So they're calling it stone fruit aromas, like peach and oatmeal and flints. Would you Oatmeal is would you agree? Great. Okay. Oatmeal, I think, is a really excellent uh, description. 
I'm not quite sure how how that happens. It almost smells foggy. <laughs> but what's weird is that I'm not getting a ton of fruit on the nose. It's really more of this tertiary kind of earthy, rocky notes to it. I actually really enjoy whites like that, that are crisp, that have minerality to it. Yeah. Um, I think it, it lends itself to like a more refreshing drink. Oh, for sure. That's one of the things, like when I think about whites and I, I'm not saying that you can only drink whites when it's nice out, but I oftentimes, I find that it's very, it's more uplifting to me than like drinking a red, which I think to me is a little bit more grounding. If, mm-hmm. if we go with the whole like yoga, feel more grounded, put your palms on the ground as opposed yeah. to palms facing up, right? This to me from a flavor profile is very, it's bright. And so to me, it's just like, I feel like it puts a little pep in my stuff. Oh, good. That's exactly what we're trying to do with this episode is put some more pep in your step. Yeah. So that's perfect. So now this maybe is get a, this wine. Maybe if you can find it. Yeah, I definitely would. I've seen it at a couple of our local places too, not just the one that we uh, did the tasting at. So it is a lemony, but I actually would argue that the flavors that I'm getting are a little bit more on the lime side. It doesn't taste as like lemonade It's just, it's mm-hmm. very tart. And maybe it's because I just, I made a juice using lime juice recently that that's like why it's like very fresh in my mind, but it's very light. It doesn't linger too long. It's very fresh. Yeah. Nice. Well, yeah. that's what we're looking for. Some fresh, some freshness to our days and, you know, some pep in our step, like you said. <laughs> so should we move on to our topic here? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Girl, have you been having a case of the Mondays? Like Groundhog Day every day? (laughs) Every day is a Monday. We're like Garfield the cat. I mean, it's rough right now, huh? Yeah. I think it's rough for pretty much everybody. Definitely, it's like, it's hard to get yourself out of this like funk, you know? Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a great way to describe it. Especially, you know, we have like April showers, bring May flowers, but we kind of had things pushed delayed a little bit, right? Yeah. Our and spring so, has been real. It's like an, it's like a roller coaster. It's like nice it, and then freezing and then, and then flurrying. And yeah. It's <laughs> like, can we just, it's May guys. Can we just have like just some fifties and sixties consistently? So yeah, it's almost like mother nature is having some mood swings here. She just like, doesn't know what the fuck she wants to have happen. Especially when things are looking really gloomy. It's very hard to kind of force yourself to get up and to do something. I don't know. Especially because a lot of us are stuck at home and I feel like it's really hard to be motivated. Yeah. You know, because you're just like you said, it's like Groundhog Day or maybe yeah. I said that. You said that, you but said I agree. Like, you said it's like Monday, <laughs> every Monday day. blues every day. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know, we just got to figure out ways to keep ourselves light and to keep ourselves happy. You mentioned something about mood rings. Did you have them? I did. Now I kind of want one. They still sell them. I mean, I was just on Etsy. Okay. I was on Etsy. I saw some listed for like two bucks. Okay. But I also know Kendra Scott was selling mood rings. Last year, I think I saw something that was like mood jewelry. And I was like, I mean, I'm sh- it's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But am I going to drop 70 bucks or so on something that's like a mood? I love her jewelry. If, if I felt like it would coordinate with other things... <laughs> If it was like a nice piece of jewelry, sure. Sure. Um, but, you know, I do have a quartz shown from when we were in Slovenia. So oh, really? Maybe I should just like hold it. 
and hope that I get like some good energy. Crystals are supposed to have powers and to help you through this stuff too. So, you know, maybe I'll start wearing it or something like that. Just make sure that it's the right type of crystal to improve your mood because I think different crystals do different things. Mm. I'm not of that practice. However, I, I do believe that there is a method to the madness when it comes okay. to that. Like certain well, types, even just like red and white wine, like some is more grounding, yeah. some is more, you know, uplifting. I'll report back. I'll look into it. Okay. Sounds good. So, okay. So what are some things that besides wearing a mood ring <laughs> that we could Besides we wearing a mood do. ring to basically tell you what you already know. Yeah. <laughs> Which is also just based on your temperature. So come on. Right. It's cute though. I like it. Um, so some things that we can do, I think a lot of it is piggybacking off of like our conversations that we've had before about stress relief. For instance, one of them, and I, I actually just did this earlier today and I think you're going to do it later, but just get outside for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Now 20 minutes somehow seems to be like a magical number. Um, maybe because it's like five to 10 minutes is a little too short because you're just like, I slowly like getting out of that trudge and you're like, mm-hmm. I'm so climbing out of this like horrible feeling Mm -hmm. in 20 minutes gets you going. But they say getting outside, especially when it's a little sunny out, um, you know, it's going to help. It gives you vitamin D, it gives you fresh air, gives you sunlight and exercise. Even light walking is a form of exercise, guys. Let's not, you know, discredit the fact that- You know how many calories you can burn by just walk? I I will walk for like an hour and I'm like, I burned- like 350 calories. Like yeah. that's pretty good. And the thing is like, <clears throat> if you don't like to sweat, I know people who don't like to sweat. Walking mm-hmm. is a great way to just get out and move your body because we sit so much, whether we're driving, mm-hmm. whether we're sitting at work, whether we're sitting on the couch, whether we're eating, like we do a lot of things sitting. And the thing is about that, it's not like exercise is great regardless for sure. But they are saying that it's actually a multi-factor like a combination of all of these. Sun gives you some vitamin D and that has been shown to help with a lot of health benefits if you're vitamin D deficient. So you definitely want to kind of get out there and soak in the sun. Wear some sunscreen, but you know, soak it in. Didn't Cheryl Crow come up with a song? I want to soak up the sun. Oh yeah. Uh-huh gonna tell everyone there's one one day we just need to have like you know you know like radio hosts like they'll say something and then they'll Mm -hmm. just have like a little like backtrack we we should do that sometime we should for sure we should yeah yeah all right what else can we do uh we can drink we i was gonna say there is something that is right up dvp's alley (laughs) but not drink crazy right no like moderate drinking. So like one to two a day, depending on, you know, I think it's for uh, men, it's two for females. It's one. Um, And this has been shown to help people, you know, keep their hands up. Happy hour. That's the whole thing. There has to be a reason why it's called happy hour. It's not like happy hours. Like you're drinking constantly. Right. It's just like, you know, just just a little something, something, take the edge off. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't think we have to tell any of our listeners to do that. I feel like we're just <laughs> reconfirming yes. what they probably are already doing. So I mean, hopefully some of you are actually drinking while you're listening. Yes. Hopefully. This should be your happy hour. This is your happy hour. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to DVP happy hour. Exactly. 
Um, something else that we can do during this time to kind of improve our mood is actually to learn something new. Yeah. So, so a lot of people have been doing new things. Like what, have you tried? Like what, uh, yeah. So I baked a cake for the first time. I baked. Shut up. I did. I, I baked a bunt cake that my mom um, used to always make and I've never made a cake before and it actually what? came out really good. So I was very proud of myself. Wait, so you mean you baked this and you put together the stuff from scratch? It's not like you just like made like a box cake? Right. Or was it a box? No. Okay. okay. No, no, no. Scratch. Gotcha. Scratch. Okay, cool. Yep. First time I've used my KitchenAid um, mixer, which was awesome. I also, so like a lot of people are making bread. I did make bread. So those are two things that I learned to do that I had never done before. Yeah. I like your carb focus there. I also, I recently right? <laughs> made pasta for the first time from scratch. There you go. See? Yeah. That KitchenAid, I tell you, it comes in handy. Uh, you can do it without, but I found a really great YouTube video. <laughs> oh, nice. nice. But I also, um, you know, doing something with your hands, and I think something that takes a little bit longer kind of like takes you out of it. But there's also like I, I started doing this hand lettering stuff too, just as more like a creative side and just, you know, therapeutic, soothing, you know, drawing with markers. I don't know why that's so it just makes me feel good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that. It's like coloring. They have adult coloring books. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The thing about like learning something new, I think a lot of people might be a little iffy about it just because like sometimes it can be frustrating, right? Like learning something new and or trying to learn something new and not picking it up. But mm -hmm. that's kind of the whole nature of the beast. Like you, you focus your energies and efforts and slowly improve and it's these incremental improvements and then you feel great after you've mm -hmm. been able to do mm -hmm. it as opposed to, and it's not too far different from doing something that you're already excellent at, but it's like you are, you know, harnessing different energies when you're actually learning something new. So, yeah. And it keeps your mind sharp because yeah. you're learning something. So other things that I thought about were learning a musical instrument. Are you going to? Uh, no, I'm probably going to just try and improve on my existing musical instrument that I already know how to play. Your piano. piano. That's hard to do if you don't have the instrument. Right. But what you could do is learn a new language. And there's all these online oh. things that now you can kind of do self-learning. I so like that idea. Time. Yeah. I like that. It's a good time to do it. And maybe, we should maybe we should learn how to pronounce things. Right. For why? <laughs> I do be I like a admit, wine language tutorial. There should be. Who doesn't have that? Maybe we should invent it. Shh. Trademark. DVP. <laughs> um, so what, what else can we do? What else can we do? Okay. Besides learning new things, you can write. So like a lot of people have started journaling. Um, yeah. And I think that's especially like this is kind of one of those things in life where like this is going to be taught in history. So like recording your thoughts or like what's going on could be something that you would look back on 10 years from now, 20 years from now and be like, how interesting. Won't it be interesting to see how history books write about this? Because you know yeah. they are skewed. Oh, for sure. I mean, they're biased in for some sure. form or fashion. For sure. I agree. 
So that's one thing. What else? What else do you got? So one thing that I think seems counterintuitive when you're feeling a little blue and glum, Mm -hmm. but the color blue is actually good. It can make you feel calmer and it can make you feel happier. Really? Yes. Like, so are we talking just like any blue or? Honestly, I think any blue. And the thing is, I'm sure that I know that there are some, I remember when people were talking about you know, painting and like interior design and stuff. And Mm -hmm. they recommend making certain rooms like a blue color, at least having a blue tone to it because Uh it can be more calming. Maybe my sister Uh told me this with respect to her bathroom or whatever. Actually, practically her whole house is blue in some way, but it's because it's meant to be a calming color and to improve your, improve your mood. So you could paint it, you could paint with it, you could color with it, you know, adult coloring books, you could wear it. You could stare at the ocean or watch the blue sky. Mm, like you could I do like that. You could kind of do anything. I mean, when was the last time that you just lay down on the ground and just tried to find shapes in the clouds? Well, and then you're outside and then also you're connected to the earth. So like the grass and being in nature is supposed to help your mood as well. And then you can drink while so, you do it and you can journal too. And oh my God, you've just like lumped all of this stuff together. You've done it all. <laughs> you've done it all. I had, I had hug a tree because oh. now I know that that kind of sounds like granola-ish. However, <laughs> I like that. however, we can't really hug that many people these days. That's so I true. feel like hugging a tree, it may, it may help. Maybe. What if you have a pill? Well, I don't know. But yeah. No, because I, then you I get the nature too. Yes. You know? I like it. We are reaching for that one. But, you know, <laughs> other things that I thought of are like a home spa day. Ooh. So filling up your bathtub, getting a face mask, maybe getting some aromatherapy in there. So like there's oh. a lot of attention on like those diffusers yep. with the essential oils. I have one. But there's certain scents that help improve your mood, like lavender, like citrus. And like there's supposed to be some, some, it's supposed to be like legit. That might be a nice way to relax and unwind and put yourself in a good mood. Maybe get a book or a glass of wine in the bath with your face mask, with your diffuser. But you can use aromatherapy like all the time. I think I'm going to use mine later today, so... I think you're right. And it has an opportunity. You can put it on your body. Some oils are meant to be Mm -hmm. diffused and not on your body. And so, yeah, that's a great suggestion. They sell them. I got, I don't even, I'm sure that Walgreens sells something, but I know like Whole Foods actually sells them in the store. Uh, So you don't have to like, I'm sure you can get it on Amazon. I'm sure you can get it on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. I like the spa day too. I mean, I've been giving myself manicures every couple of days just to help my nails grow anyway mm-hmm. and make me feel fancy. <laughs> yeah. You're so fancy. So fancy. What else do you have? Okay. So one of my favorite things, and this seems pretty simple, I think is I have you, okay. Have you heard of the TV show Zoe's extraordinary playlist? I have not. Okay. It's on NBC and okay. my sister-in-law actually told me about it and she's like, Oh, have you watched this? And it has the guy. Oh my God. It has Jesse from pitch perfect. Oh, nice. Yes. And he sings. The whole thing is like, I'm not going to give everything away. But basically, the whole premise is that this girl is living her life and people start singing to her. Okay. I'm not going to tell you how or why or whatever. But I 
sometimes think that I, or I wish that I had my own personal playlist all the time. And Mm -hmm. so I like to listen to music a lot. And, you know, I know we just talked about our favorite musicians and artists and things like that um, a couple episodes ago, but I think that having like either creating your own playlist or using one that has been curated to essentially make you feel happy Mm -hmm. and bring joy to you is a great way to just kind of, whether you're just sitting there listening or whether you get up and dance a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. Spotify has playlists called mood booster, (laughs) feeling good, happy beats. There's one that's actually called work from home. I actually like some of the songs that are included on it. Uh, mm-hmm. th- sometimes these playlists, bec- they, they tend to pull from a lot of different genres of music. And I don't necessarily dig all genres of music. And so I would prefer to have something that's a little bit more tailored to specific types. Um, you know, give me my Whitney and all that stuff too. So, so that's why I like to create my own. And I have running playlist, but I think that's a great way to just kind of keep like some positive background music, you know, things that, you know, just kind of inspire you and invigorate you. I think that music is a great way from our last episode, we talked about it too, yeah. or what is it, two episodes ago. So music is an awesome way to keep your mood up for sure. Yeah. So something I read about that I thought I haven't done, but I thought would be interesting would be to start a tube list. To do a what so, list? A gratitude list. Oh. So like, what are you grateful for? Because it can help calm you. Yeah. Yeah. To like just meditate over what you're grateful for. Try to look on the bright side. And, you know, again, maybe journaling. Now, on the other side of that, I read that if you schedule time to worry. So if you're like, again, the 20-minute magical number, um, it's actually a practice that they use with people who have anxiety. Oh, really? So, yes. You, you kind of say, okay, I'm going to sit in this chair and I'm going to take this time and I'm going to just get it all out and worry about all the things that I, you know, have on my mind and a lot the time set a timer and then this should help you not worry for the rest of the day. Now, I have not tried this, <laughs> but I find it quite interesting and I wonder if it works. So I may try it. You'll have to report back if you do. I like that. And I wonder if you could essentially combine it with things because I would think it would be challenging to just kind of turn it off after 20 minutes, right? Your brain, there's not a switch, right? (laughs) Sometimes I I know people, I know we wish there were. I think that it would be hard to turn it off. So perhaps it could be more of a therapeutic exercise and combine that with journaling where you sit there and you write down the things that worry you and then you can maybe come up with some ideas and creatively think about how you can overcome that if there's anything that you can do to mitigate it. And or maybe it's an opportunity to kind of appreciate the fact or accept the fact that there are things outside of our control that, okay, well, I am worried about this, but there's really not a whole lot I can do at this point. So it's probably not worth spending much more time on it, you know, and trying to take like a more objective view of things. Cause I know when we sit there and stew in our own minds and our own feelings, like it's very subjective in nature and we can, I know I spiral and get worse and right. snowball. I, I just told you about my own situation from a couple of days ago. Yeah, no, um, it happens for sure. It does. And so, you know, and it happens to everyone. And I think it's important to know that everyone has feelings and thoughts like this. It's just a matter of how you, how you best handle it and what you can do with it. But I, 
I like that. I want you to report back if you do it. I, 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 I'll let you know. It'll be a 50-50 chance. Yeah. 50-50 <laughs> 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 Okay. All right. I'm not sure. I, I, like, I like the idea of it, but like, will I actually do it? I'm not sure. Baby I don't know. steps. Baby, Baby steps. steps. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. So, <laughs> so I know you had exercise in here. Um, I, that's, I think everybody knows that. And we talked about walking outside. Um, but you know, yoga is a great way right now to kind of the whole thing about meditating and all that, you know, it's kind of a dual whammy. Sarah, have you taken, you've taken yoga classes, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have a personal question to ask you. Oh God. Okay. (laughs) Have you ever been in a class where someone was I mean, the answer is no. Oh, what? My answer is yes. Always. Oh, okay. I don't think that it didn't sound like that was where you were going, but I was just not where I was going, but I appreciate the levity there. Uh, No, I actually, okay. So just on that topic, I was in a class like a few months ago. Somebody definitely ripped one. Like, 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 was there a sound or just a smell? Oh, it was a sound. Okay. See, that's, I've always heard of that happening, but I have never been in a class where that's actually happened. Yeah. And it was like, I was in this class with a bunch of old people. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Was it obvious who did it? No, I, I was in front. Whoever it was, was behind me, but it was so fun. And you just okay. like, we're sitting there like stretching and she's just, and then it happened. And I was like, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh. I'm like, what? <laughs> You're so relaxed. Shit. It was so funny. <laughs> oh God. But I was going to say, I, the reason why I'm asking this is because I have typically at the end, they'll say something that's seemingly profound. And sometimes I think some of it's like a little like, yeah, you, you're trying really hard here. But sometimes it's just like, whatever it is that is said, like, it's just what you needed to hear. And yeah. I have like actually started tearing up like at the end of a class. Like, have you ever felt that sort of like opportunity to just release? Yes. I think it's for me, maybe a little less often just because I sometimes in yoga get into my own like head yeah um where I'm not paying attention as much uh and I know that's probably not the point um but the point of yoga I think is supposed to like be in tune with yourself so right but yes, there has been times where someone is like at the end, they've said something and I'm like, oh yeah, that is like, so what I needed to hear. Yeah. It, does, it doesn't happen all the time, but it, I, that's one of the reasons why I do like yoga because I think sometimes it's can, your reaction to it, both physically and emotionally can be surprising. This is true. This, yeah. Have you been doing any yoga at home? Um, not a ton. I mean, like I've done a couple standing yoga classes, like through the Peloton app or whatever, just because it's like, again, sitting a lot. I just Mm -hmm. would like to stand. I also was trying to stay out of my wrist or whatever. I have been trying to do more calmness, (laughs) like coaching for myself. I will admit, like I look to yoga for like the health benefits and like, you know, holding positions and feeling the strength in my body. And to me, that is empowering. I don't necessarily do it for like the meditative purpose. And so I know there are different types of yoga to reflect different focuses, you know, whatever you want to get out of it. So, 
No, I agree with you. I'm more into like the physical ones that stretching and you're, you're doing a lot of moves that are challenging. Yeah. Cause there's some yoga classes I feel like where you're doing nothing. You're just kind of sitting there and meditating. Like the restorative, but they yeah. have their special purpose, right? They do. They do. Yes. I prefer like the flow yoga, mm-hmm. like the vinyasa. That's probably too. my favorite. Me too. Oh, something else that we're doing right now. We're zooming. Oh yeah. We're, if people didn't invest in their stock, like in zoom beforehand, I mean, we're all probably kicking ourselves mm-hmm. because I'm sure it's just grown exponentially, but I think that the whole Zoom, FaceTime, Facebook groups, Google Hangouts, you know. House party. House party. Like whatever whatever it is that you can physically see another person. I, I mean, I've been talking to a lot of friends on the phone. And so, and that's certainly something. But I think in our day and age, because we have so much technology and we're used to being able to go a lot of places and see a lot of people, we need to visually see someone. And we feel mm-hmm. more of a connection mm-hmm. than if we were just on the phone. So I to agree. me, I think like a zoom, a zooming with friends and family is like a great way to uplift you. Cause I did a workout with a friend via FaceTime, oh. um, a couple of weeks ago and we, we both did the same class, but we did it together via FaceTime. Oh, that's awesome. It was really and fun. You can do virtual, you could do virtual wine tastings. I think we might be trying oh, to do one yes. soon. Yes. So like, that's another fun way to, I've done a couple of them. That's Mm -hmm. another fun way to kind of connect, especially if you have the same wines, you can, you know, experience it together. And we've done that with some of our episodes here, but I agree. I think it's like really a nice way to connect with people. Um, And, you know, it's funny because it might even like, I've been zooming with two of my friends that live far away that I normally mm-hmm. wouldn't see anyways. So it's really kind of nice that we're starting to do that and like, we'll probably keep it up. Yeah. So I really, I like that. There's another one that you came up with that I think is so it's like, I totally forgot that this was available. What's that? Virtual museum tours. Oh yeah. Like what kind of museums can we go to? Oh, there's so many. And not just museums, like Disney. What? Virtual, is doing a virtual tour? Yes. Now you want to talk about the happiest place on earth. <laughs> that might be a way to get you like. But does it show you like the empty parks? Because that's kind of sad. Oh, I don't think so. You know Disney. They'll probably like, um, they're probably doing it right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the Guggenheim in New York the Musée d'Orsay in Paris. Mm. There's a museum in London that's doing it. Um, there is the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam. <gasps> I've been there. That shit's cool. Nice. There's the National Museum of Anthropology in Mexico City. There really? is a museum in Berlin that's doing it. Yeah, so there is a lot out, and that's just a few. So um, you're saying our culture... Our worldly culture does not have to suffer just because we can't physically go there. I'm saying, yes, I'm saying that there are different ways to kind of experience these things. And oh, the Smithsonian. Ooh. One, the Vatican. Oh, the Vatican? No shit. Yeah. Uh, Detroit Institute of Arts. I'll plug for my hometown. What? And uh, MoMA in New York. So the Museum of Modern Art. I've been there. I set an alarm off in that museum years ago. Oh, well, that's not a good 
good thing. <laughs> I didn't get arrested. It's fine. That's amazing. Yep. One and two, that's a plus for virtual tours. Exactly. You can do that. <laughs> can do that. No risk of having the, the Mona Lisa stolen. No. Uh, yeah. 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 That's, that's cool. amazing. Um, so it's not just museums, it's aquarium and, aquariums and zoos too. So like the Shad Aquarium in Chicago is doing it. Um, like the San Diego Zoo, one of the best zoos in the country and like Cincinnati Zoo, they're doing it. Um, and then here in Milwaukee, there's also some museums like the Milwaukee Art Museum and the Harley Davidson. Um, so yes, a pl- another local plug there. Uh, so yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting way to kind of, especially if you have kids, I feel like, you know, it's something unique you can do with them and Legoland if you have kids. Oh, really? Virtual. What do you mean if you have kids? You could do it too. I mean, I've got my friends Lego. I'm more of a Disney person, but you know, I get, yes, of course it's open to all ages. That's right. (laughs) No, no need to feel so, weird standing in any ticket line. Like you're totally no, appropriate. <laughs> no, no. Uh-uh. Again, I'm kind of bummed that I totally forgot about that because I sit there and think about, you know, field trips that aren't happening. And I'm like, well, this is like fantastic way to do like field trips or even just to get out, so to speak, uh, mm-hmm. virtually. Because some of these, especially when they're around the world, like I can't tell you when I would go to Germany or when I would go back to Amsterdam or whatever, you know, I can't, I can't predict that regardless of the current situation. And so just having that at your fingertips and being able to explore is really, really cool. And I think maybe it helps put some things in a perspective and just makes you feel like you're you're a little more expanded. Yeah. Yeah. Open up your horizons. That's right. That's right. The yeah. last thing I'll talk about here, and I, yeah. unless you have something to add, Jamie, is just, you know, for me, I think cooking always puts me in a good mood. I know we talked about like the new things we've baked and tried, uh-huh. but, um, you know, like finding a new recipe or something like that is always fun. Uh, homemade soup is something that soup just kind of is a comforting thing that I think makes you feel good. Do you have like a favorite, um, a favorite type of soup to make? Oh. Is that a yes? So... <laughs> I do make a really good chicken noodle. Okay. What kind of noodles um, do you did, use? I have curiosity. Okay. So sometimes I don't use any. If I do do them, they're the really thin, small ones. Okay. So okay. that's one of my favorite soups. Another one that I just made a couple of days ago, that it's actually Middle Eastern. It's like a, um, like a lamb and chickpea soup. Ooh, that sounds so good. Yeah, it's pretty delish. And then a lentil soup. Because I assume that there's some spices in those last two that you mentioned. I feel, no. The lamb one is really basic. Oh, Um, really? Yes. And the lentil one, uh, a little bit, but not too much. Okay. Because I was just going to say, I mean, I almost feel like this particular wine would be really good with something that has a little spice to it. Not like hot spice. Yes, I know what you're saying. But it's it, because it's very fresh and it has this acidity. It's almost like if you drink like a sparkling or if you drink like Riesling even. It just kind of balances that spiciness and brings out sort of like a little freshness there too. I don't know why. I just feel like that would be really good right now. Yeah. You know what else puts me in a good mood? A popsicle. <laughs> just, just a popsicle. Just the basic. 
run of the mill. I mean, I like just did a grocery thing and I had to get some fruit popsicles because they. What about the freezer ice pops? So those piss me off sometimes because they get stuck and I can't get them out, and then I get annoyed. Plus the popsicles, I'm trying to be a little healthier because I get like the real fruit ones. Okay, okay. Meanwhile, I just buy ice cream. Make me happy. Ice cream's good too. And having an ice cream cone a day. (laughs) I love my ice cream. That's I don't know. Just talking about this stuff has put me in a better mood. So yeah, well, and talking to you just puts me in a better mood. But me too. I, I sit there and like I'm trying to be a little creative in terms of the cooking thing and. You know, I told you I made pasta for the first time and, you know, I've got some of that. It makes a lot. So if you go through the effort of doing it, it, it makes a shit ton. I'm actually hoping to make some more next week, but I want to try making macarons. Oh, there you go. That could be fun. Yes. And interesting. Yeah. So we have time and I think that, you know, normally I would just say, oh, I have like 500 million other things to do and I just you know, I, I got to go here and I got to go there and I got to do this and I got to go visit so-and-so. And it's just a great opportunity to try your hand at something new. And if it sucks, it sucks, but you did it and you learned something from it, oh. hopefully. Right. Yes. Gardening. That's oh, another God. one. No, oh. that's not, my husband's all about it. God bless him <laughs> because like we are going to have fruits and vegetables this summer that are going to be amazing. It is being outside and learning something new. And mm-hmm. trying to do something like, you know, potentially plant your own food or yeah, even some flowers. I'm going to plant flowers this week, hopefully, if it doesn't frost out. You know, that kind of flowers make me happy. So I like looking yeah. at flowers. So Well, there. and it adds like bright color. Springtime sometimes can be a bit of a downer just because it can be very gloomy and rainy and overcast. And you're like, oh, God, like this yeah. just really blows. But I think that when you see like vibrant colors that it just – it's a, it's a pop of color and it's like almost like a surprise to see something that's not gray and over mm-hmm. overshadowed. I, I feel you on that. Final thoughts on the swine? Yeah. So I still like it. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that I purchased this. It's well worth the 20 some odd bucks uh-huh. uh, if you can find it. I do know that they have their 2019 because uh, remember this is the Southern hemisphere. And so they actually make things in a different. Yeah. It's like opposite. Right. So their releases are kind of, you know, totally crazy. Like they're in winter now. Yeah. Um, where we're coming or they're approaching winter. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I still am going to stand by the fact that like on the nose, it's really not picking up a ton of the, you know, the fruity characteristics. It, it, I think it's, it's more of an overpowering, I think you had said before, like Flint, like like this rock, like a slate or something like that, an oatmeal, mm-hmm. because it has this, I don't know, gr- I want to say grainy, but I feel like that's a terrible description for a wine. But mm-hmm. it, it just has something about like the weird milkiness, you know, like the foamy stuff that happens like if you cook oatmeal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like what I feel like the nose is picking up on. Okay. As far as palate, it's still very citrus heavy. It's very bright. It's like a huge like shock to your mouth, but it dissipates very quickly. It's not a lingering wine. And I think that's another reason why I like it. Quenches your thirst. Quenches your thirst. Well, no, like I'm it. glad that you found a Chardonnay that you like. I know. And um give me I those cool stopped. climate shards. I'm yeah. I'm a happy girl with cool climate shards. As long as you don't fuck it up with oak. 
A note to all winemakers. <laughs> Don't fuck it up with oak. Okay. Don't fuck it up with oak. So true. Uh, so true. Oh my but anyway, God. hopefully you guys have been inspired and got some ideas to come out from beneath the clouds. Yeah. And hopefully just listening to this episode has made, put you in a better mood. So yeah. um, we'll take that even. Yeah, bitches. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Well, until next time, guys. Thank you so much for listening and cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpcheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you. So send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time, cheers Cheers from from the the girls of DBP. DBP.